Would you like a jelly baby? Engage all the systems. Aye. Engaged. Clear all mornings. Clear it, sir. One quarter impulse power. You know how to fly, don't you? No. Do you? You shall not pass! Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. The force will be with you. Always. Hi, and welcome to the Geek Hangout Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Grant. How you doing tonight, Grant? I'm doing great, Mark. How about you? Doing very well. It's been a while since we recorded. What have you been up to? Anything new and exciting? I caught up on some movies here and there, uh, just catching up things. uh, Let's see. I watched watched Ready Player One. I was very good. I enjoyed that. I I Uh, still haven't seen that, and I want to see that. Yeah, that was it was, it was like a kind of a sleeper thing. I like I know it came and went, and uh, but I yeah it was on HBO I think, and I watched it. Uh, I really enjoyed that. It was just a nice fun you know nice fun movie. I, I, it was really really enjoyable. Um, I watched the Transformers Bumblebee movie, and um, you know I'm I was a big Transformers fan back when we were kids, and uh, I liked the comics and the cartoon and all that. And the movies, the more recent movies, haven't really done it for me. This movie was really good. I would say the first like 10, 15 minutes of this movie pretty much make the entire movie worth it just because oh, it's really? like, or it's a real love letter to all the old generation one, uh, you know, the cartoons and the comics and all that stuff. It's like, like all the characters kind of show up really quickly, but they're all in there. Like, yeah, not that they look like they're cartoons, but they look like they're cartoon designs and stuff like that. Oh, so cool. it's fun. And it's, you know, and then there's like a lot of action in the first couple of minutes of it. And then it goes to follows sort of follows Bumblebee uh, to earth and stuff like that. And then it's just a nice movie. So, but again, I liked it. It was, it was fun. It was enjoyable. Excellent. So how about you? What have you been up to? I've been sort of doing the same things and uh, like trying to catch up on stuff that I've gotten behind on because game of Thrones was on and everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying to catch up on star Trek discovery. I am now three, shows from the end of oh, season good, okay. two. And so when, it, when that's all done, I'm hoping to get that done this week and then hopefully the next show I'll talk about what, what, what my feelings are on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, I, that's definitely I, on my list of, uh, I have to subscribe and that's on my list of things to watch at, at some point too. So Right. So I've been catching up on that. I caught up on a couple other movies. Uh, I saw Shazam finally. Oh, right. Yeah. What did um, you think of that? I really liked Shazam a lot. It was fun. It was a really fun movie. Um, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you know? I, 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 you know, I did like my little mini review a few episodes ago. But yeah, I thought it was a nice movie. It did did a nice job. It was great as a fan of the character. I enjoyed it, but also just for like you know coming in cold. I mean, my kids liked it. I thought they did a great job with it. Really nice. Yeah, I mean, it was actually it was fun to watch a DC movie and laugh a little. Yeah, that were kind of funny. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Though I still haven't seen Aquaman, so I got to watch that. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that 
And then the other thing that we did that I thought was really cool is, you know, you know how we're into the whole retro gaming over here. Right, yeah. So we found another retro game store close to us called DK Oldies. And what might, okay. might be of interest to our listeners is that this is not like they have a they, they do have a physical store, but they also have an online presence. And I think, in fact, most of their business is online. And uh, so you can pretty much go to it's uh, the, the website is DK Oldies. That's what they're called. And okay. you can go out there and they have like we went to the physical store and it's really not like a store it's like a warehouse and we walked in there and this this place is i i was astounded by the sheer volume of everything <laughs> they have nick and i were just kind of walking i don't think they get too many like walk-ins like i said i think most of their business is online right yeah son and i were, were just kind of walking around and literally they had stacks of like <laughs> game cubes right like i mean they probably mm. had several dozen GameCubes all like stacked up, you know, they had, uh, NES machines, they had SNES machines, they had all the handheld Game Boys, um, they had Segas, they had Ataris. I mean, it was crazy, you know, so they, they have a real big online presence. They have a good website, you know, where's it, uh, where's it located at? It's up in, it's in Morgantown. Oh, in okay. So it's maybe about 40 minutes from here. Oh, okay, right. It was it was cool. It was really good. Good. I'm like I'm probably going to be ha- checking them out a lot because my son went up there looking for a, a Nintendo DS. Okay. And you know I look for them online and stuff, and I check, I watch Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that, and you'll see them. Like there's a few out there here and there, and the prices vary widely. But like we went up there and they had like boxes of them. <laughs> like I don't know where they're getting them from, but they had like <laughs> right. You know they're all used in in different conditions but you know I, I couldn't believe how many they had so i think i'm going to be uh checking them out again so i here's, there's a plug for them out there but dk oldie so if you're into retro gaming i suggest checking it out and you can they'll, right. i think they'll ship all over the country and maybe in out of country too so oh, okay cool so the big news while we were on our little hiatus here was uh we finally got the end of game of thrones we got the finale of game of thrones and we we really haven't talked about no it. we did our last show and we sort of we did up to the i think it was when we did the last show it was like the the week before the finale right 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 yeah and so yeah we haven't really talked too much about the finale what uh i'll, I'll let i'll let you go first what did you think of it all right so here's here's my thoughts i didn't hate how it ended right like i i mean i i didn't mind how it ended um and i guess we should preface this by saying there's going to be spoilers here so if you haven't seen the ending don't don't listen to this part but from this point on we're going to be doing spoilers right uh so i didn't hate how it ended but i just don't love how we got there i just don't know that how it all played out really made a lot of sense given the story that we got yeah, that lines up with my thoughts too, and I, I just I think that's how a lot of people feel. We, we were saying last time, just this whole season has felt very rushed, it, you know. And the the finale sort of felt the way too, where it's like it, it, instead of being a, a cohesive story, instead of being a a, a, a true like a tale, uh, you know, instead of being fully fleshed out, it really felt like they were just jumping to like from plot point to plot point to plot point. It's almost like all right, here's what George R. R. Martin says happens here. And then here's right. what he says happened next. And there wasn't any in between, you know, there wasn't any room in between for anything else. And I don't know if, like I said, we kind of said this last time, I don't know if that was by design. Did they want it to feel like everything was happening very fast and, and, you know, things were just moving at that quick of a pace 
or it was a, that they didn't have a, the source material, so they just had to hit the plot points and basically get in and get out, you know? Yeah, it was really difficult to to get my head around everything that happened, and I just I don't know I I just don't think they they told the story well. I think that's what it comes down to, and I, and 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 I really don't like I don't fault any of the actors because oh, I, mean, no. I I thought the actors were fantastic. Yeah, you know, they I all did they, a nice job. I would say that I'm kind of disappointed in how Daenerys's story played out, but I thought. Amelia Clark was was fantastic. Like I mean, right. that, yeah, you know, the moment in in you know when she, right before she burned um, King's Landing, you know, you really like she, you know that was a really good moment for her. You know, like the the act the, the actress, like I, I you could see the struggle in her mind and everything. But yeah, I just yeah. don't think the story was well told. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like as I was saying, it's like, um, you know, they're like, okay, Daenerys um, attacks the city and then decides to burn it down, and it was just like, and just that was the plot points, but that's exactly what the show did, and it didn't, you know, I, I, I keep going back to it, it was so rushed, like, yeah, there could have been a whole episode with her slowly, to her, I mean, she, there were, the hints were there all along that she had a violent streak to her, that she could snap, and it, it was always there, but it would have been nice to just slow that down a little bit, especially for the end of the show and for yeah. that big of a, for that big of a, a, a change to the character. It would have been nice to just slow it down a little bit. I mean, really, the strength of the show has always been how it was able to build the story, and the last you know, season, they just really, there wasn't a whole lot of building going on. It was just like, tell the story, tell the story. It's almost like a game of dominoes where it's like, they were setting everything up and, you know, very carefully doing it. But now that when it's now like, this is the end, it's like, okay, tip them over, you know? And it's just, it's like, and it's done. And, you know, again, I always go back to, I'm like, I don't know why it had to be so rushed. I don't know why it was, why it was so quick, why they wanted to only have six episodes and all that. But it, it worries me a little bit just because these guys, uh, Benioff and Weiss, like, you know, all right, so they did a great job adapting the story and bringing it to television. But like once the source material ran out, they kind of, they kind of fumbled the ball a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I try to be positive, but I just, it worries me a little bit now that they're going to go get a Star Wars movie. And I'm just sort of like, oh, you know, like, okay, well, I hope they have a really tight script. You know? <laughs> right. Well, one of the things I read, and I, I you know, I don't want to be a Benioff and Weiss apologist, but one of the things I did read that made me, because I, I know that everybody's kind of like, oh, they, they really blew it. And I acknowledge it. I don't think this, the, this last season, the writing here was, was fantastic. But one of the articles I read said, you know, you have to think about like when they signed on for this show, they were under the impression that Martin was going to be done his books by the time they got to the point where they needed to be done. Oh. And, and that's what they signed on for was to adapt this to screen. And then, you know, long about around season five, I think it, w- it became clear that that was not going to happen. You know, so they're sort of the whole reason they got into this show in the first place changed. So it put them in a bad position, too. Not that I'm I mean, I, you know, like I said, I don't think the writing was great this season, but it's kind of like they were. I know what you're saying. They were right. put in a tough position because they had to they were, you know, the show was moving quicker than Martin was. Yeah, because I think I mean, I haven't read the books, but I think the last I, I know the I know everyone's waiting for the newest book, but I think the last book when it ended, I think Jon Snow is still dead. I think if I'm not right, mistaken. yeah, I think that's I think that's right, accurate. right. Yeah, so if you go by that, you realize just how how long they've been off book in certain in certain instances. I mean, that was like I said, wasn't that the end of season five that he got killed? 
I think or so. Was at the end of season six, I can't remember right now. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you know, it wasn't horrible by any means, but it was just it was just disappointing. You know, it was just like it just it felt it felt like it just could have been so much better. The biggest issue I had at the very end of the show, after all the these seasons about who's going to get the Iron Throne, they just kind of handed the brand. You know? Yeah, I, I know. Well, that's, yeah. that was really my my big issue. Like they've been fighting about this throne for eight years, and and, and, and Tyrion makes a speech, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just give it to somebody." Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it like it felt a little um, almost meta at the end because Tyrion's like, "Well, it's all about stories." And who is the best story? And I'm like, well, are they talking about the show now? Like, you know what I mean? I just felt yeah. it kind of took me out of it for a little bit. And he's like, well, Bran has a really good story. And I'm like, yeah, well, not really. Cause we didn't see him for like two seasons. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like he wasn't even in, yeah, right. he was so good. He wasn't even in one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, has a good story. Ari has a good story. She went and became like a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a, an assassin princess or whatever. You know what I mean? And like, you know, yeah. Sansa, yeah, they, they had really good stories and, yeah, you know, John, I mean, even uh, John Snow was killed and came back from the dead. Right. He, right, he, he, right. He's got Right. He's probably got the best story, you know, like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I know in game of Thrones enjoys, uh, you know, always tr- like tricking you or, or, you know, changing gears on you. And, and I, I, I don't mind that at all. I, I like that about the show. I like that you can, they can keep you guessing, but this didn't feel, it, it didn't feel like a surprise or it didn't feel like a misdirection. It just felt like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, just give it to him, you know? And I, I just, I really didn't care for that. And if they knew, I almost got the impression that they didn't know that he was going to get, get the throne at the very end of the show. Cause if they did, I think they would have had him be in all the seasons and they would have made him a little bit more likable. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause he was just like so aloof and out there that when they said it, I'm like, who on earth would hand this guy that make him the King? I mean, he's a, you know, he can see the future in the past, but he, he's not, he has no personality anymore. Yeah. Uh, and somebody said to like I was listening to a different podcast and somebody said and I think this is a good point if because I I know Amelia Clark didn't know what Daenerys was going to do until right before they start they started filming season eight right like she okay. didn't that like that was all revealed to her then you know before right. but, but she didn't know anything about it before then and somebody made the point on a different podcast I was listening to that. You know, if they if she had known that, like maybe she could have worked that kind of into her portrayal oh. of the character. Maybe that that hurt the portrayal of Daenerys more than it helped. Yeah, by, by her not I, I, knowing. Everyone was a lot of people were really rooting for her and really got behind her. You almost get the impression that that's how uh, Amelia Clark was playing her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, as this, and she was a very strong for a little while a strong heroine and if she had known maybe she could have shown a little bit more of her darker side you know right. so would it so it wouldn't as as been as big of a a shock or as big of a you know it it, it wasn't a shock in a good way it was a shock in like wait what is she doing you know what i mean yeah. whereas you know like when oberon and the mountain fought and you know you like he crushes his head you're just like wait well, oh my god what is happening you know like it was a very it was horrible but it was very like it was just it caught you off guard in, in a good way. It was a very surprise, like oh, you know, shocking. Whereas when when she f- decided to burn the city, it was just sort of like uh, oh, you know, I don't yeah. know, it just felt very, uh, you know, just very different, very uh, not a, not a, not a pleasant surprise, I guess you could say. Or n- yeah. Not that not that the guy getting his head crushed was pleasant, but you know yeah. what I mean, like <laughs> like it wasn't earned. Like that's how yeah, I felt. Yeah. Like th- like this stuff just happened 
and there was no like it wasn't earned, you know. And I know I know people are like, oh well, Danny, you know. And I get it. I mean, there was always been hints along the way that Danny had an edge to her, and like I get that. Oh yeah, it, it's but certainly it... there. But I don't I don't think anything we saw leading up to the attack on King's Landing would really lead you to believe she would do something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm kind of like, yeah, that seemed like a bridge too far, you know? Yeah. You, they almost needed like one extra step in there. Like, you know, right. all right, she, she kills Sam Tarley's uh, father and his, and his brother. And, you know, and I remember thinking then like, oh, that's probably a mistake. I don't like that. But it almost feels like there should have been another, like something else in there. To, to really make it be like, oh, I don't know about her now, you know? Right, right, right. And maybe maybe that was when, um, you know, when she had um, uh, the dragon kill um, the spider. What's his name? Uh, Varys? No. Oh, um, Varys, right. Varys, right. You know, maybe when they, when, maybe that was supposed to, you know, but that was at the beginning of the episode. Right, and that was the, the same episode. So, like, again, if they had slowed it down a little bit, right. and if that had been one episode, and then a week later, do you see her, oh, they're, oh, she's really, you know, it would have really, it would just, it, again, they go back to, it was just so rushed, you know, why did it have to be so fast? Why did, you know, why couldn't you let it, it just, I felt like it just needed room to breathe. Right. I wonder if, like, you know, the thing is, like, I, I think everybody went into this season expecting something, right? Like, I was expecting, I kept expecting that the fight with the Army of the Dead was going to be most of the season and that Cersei stuff was going to be, like, the last episode, right? Okay, right. But, um, you know, and I think everybody went into it expe- with, with some kind of expectation, and a lot of people were disappointed, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I wonder if, if a few years from now we go back and watch this if we'll feel the same way like it'll if if you know because the stakes won't be as high then because i, I remember, know yeah like, i kept thinking about the sopranos right uh, right yeah everybody went into the sopranos like oh my god i don't know what's going to happen in this episode and the actual ending of that episode was kind of shocking and right. i remember thinking like what the hell right like what yeah right being kind of angry about it yeah um you know, and in and in, in, in the years since, I'm like, yeah, I like that ending. That's funny. I'm the exact same way. You know, I remember when it went to ball- when it cut the black years ago. I was like, what the bleep? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I thought my cable went out. I wasn't sure what happened. You know, and then once I realized, I'm like, what? 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 What, what was that? But um, like you said, time's gone by and it's passed, and now I really like it. I'm like, well, that was a really clever way to end it. Yeah. So like that episode has grown on me over the years. Maybe this season will grow on us over the years. Maybe and, you yeah. know, after we get it under our belts and and yeah. stakes aren't as high, and people go back and look at it, like you know what that that season eight wasn't as bad as I I imagined. I remembered it. And, and that could yeah, that could be very true. I will say somebody said something like that. It didn't feel like an ending so much as the show just stopped. Right. And, and I thought that too, because it's like, you know, it wasn't like a true ending ending. It was like, okay, well, here's the new, the new status quo. And then, well, here's John's going to go here and Sansa's going to go here and uh, uh, Arya's going to go on our cruise. And, you know, like, right, right. you know, like, so like it, it, it literally could have come back the next week and like continue telling more stories. So it would have been, I would have liked a little bit more of a, uh, you know, uh, more of an ending ending. Like, you know, I mean, people didn't have to get murdered left and right and stuff, but it would have been nice to see more of a, like a, I don't know, just a more of a concrete ending. Yeah. You know, like what their lives are going to be. And cause you don't really know, like in the end, I, one of the things that bugged me about the ending was I didn't mind that John 
goes back north. That no, I didn't mind, and that's I had I figured well that's that was going to be where he was going to end up anyway. What okay. bothered me was that it wasn't his choice. That bothered me. I didn't think of that, and but I that that kind of hit the nail on the head for me. It didn't sit right with me. Like I said, it didn't bother me that he went north, but it didn't sit right with me how it went down. And right. and right. like I said, if it was his choice, it would have made perfect sense. And uh, this is always my my. Uh, as I've gotten older, how I judge entertainment and judge things. If I can watch something and leave and just be like, man, that was cool. And really not think about it again, other than the enjoyment factor, that's a sign of a good thing for me. But if I, if I watch something and then later start thinking like, Oh, I wish they had done this or, Oh, I would have done that. You know, especially I would have done that. Like that, that's a big clue for me where I'm like, Oh, that, 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 that wasn't as enjoyable as I thought. And that's what I thought with the the final episode. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, like Jon Snow, like they should have all offered him the role of the King, you know, and he should right. have been like, no, I'm retiring to the North or I'm retiring North of the wall. You know, like it, it would have been more his choice and he could have done that. And, you know, it would have just been, I don't know. It would have sat better with me. And right. Yeah. And then somebody else would mention this and I thought the same thing. Like Sansa's like, Oh no, the North, we want to remain independent. And you, you're not all the rest of the kingdoms there. They're going to be like, Oh, well we'll stay. Like, <laughs> would they all be like, yeah, we're out too, baby. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you know? Okay. See you later. <laughs> it looks like we're all breaking up. Okay. You know, <laughs> just, yeah. you know, yeah. Like again, it seemed like, okay, well it made sense for Sansa to do that. And I agreed, but then the rest of the characters just sat there like, oh, okay, you know, like they would have all probably been the same way. Like, oh, well we're going to break free too. You know, I don't but, know. So hopefully maybe a year from now we rewatch it and everybody will be might. like, yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it'd be on to happier news. <laughs> So, uh, so this week, when was it? Thursday or Wednesday? Thursday, uh, yes. Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland opened. Some pretty cool stuff. Looks like it's going to be amazing. Everything coming out so far looks really good. Well, first of all, I'll talk about the um, uh, the live stream they did, like sort of like the ceremony, of the grand, you know, the the grand opening. Is that what they called it? I forget. Yeah, what they, yeah. dedication. Uh, dedication. Thank you. Right. Yeah. You know, so Bob Iyer comes out and he's in front of the Falcon, and you know, the the everything's behind him. And then he had um, Billy D. Williams come out. Mark Hamill came out. Um, Oh, George Lucas came out. That's who I could. I, yeah. Yeah. And then Harrison Ford comes out and, you know, it was just nice to see all the old guys and, uh, you know, it, it was a little awkward, but it was nice and it was fun. And yeah. I was just happy to see everybody. And then the thing that I mainly wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, Harrison Ford, you know, he banged on the Falcon as part of the like shtick to get it started or something like that. But before he did it, he said, he's like, Peter, this one's for you. Obviously referencing Peter Mayhew, yeah. the original Chewbacca that had passed away. And I thought that was very nice. I mean, it was, a, like I said, it was a little awkward. I think the cue that somebody missed a cue somewhere. They started firing stuff off before he actually banged on it. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but the but, thought was there. The thought was there and the, that was all that mattered. Yeah. Um, that and I thought nice. that's. And I thought it was really nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, and even in terms of Peter Mayhew, I mean, just, you know, everybody says nice. He obviously was a wonderful man and you hear all these nice things about him, but just to to hear Harrison Ford, who, you know, really doesn't have to say anything nice about anybody at this point in his life and his career, just to hear him say nice things. And, you know, you realize you're like, no, he he was a nice guy. You know, he was a really nice guy. So I think that even, you know, for him to say something for, for Harrison Ford to come out and say something, I think he, 
he probably had a fun, you know, I'm sure those, those, you know, they didn't talk all the time or whatever, but I'm sure he had a fondness for Peter. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, that, that was good to hear. Yeah, it was really, I thought that was really nice, but, um, in terms of back to the, you know, to galaxy's edge though. So, um, yeah, they did all that. They, they had the fireworks go off and then it was open. Um, you know, and then every, they start letting people in and, you know, over the weekend, then you get to see a lot of people were there and all their experiences. I saw a lot of pictures and people posting like, you know, live feeds and different things like that. And, um, yeah, it looks really neat. I think it looks fun. Yeah, it it really it really looks cool, and I'll say at this point, um, I'm I'm on another podcast. I think we've mentioned that before. It's I think so. The Mouse and More podcast. It's more of a Disney centered podcast, um, and uh, one of the co-hosts of that show, uh, Chris, uh, was actually in Disneyland for the opening. Uh, she was there Friday. So okay. um, if you if you uh, and we did a live interview with her while she was in. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, which was really cool, and it was, it's, and she was just kind of walking around, and you could hear every some of the stuff going on in the background. You could hear stormtroopers in the background. Um, at one point, I think she walked by the Ronto Roasters restaurant, right. and you could actually hear the stuff sizzling, <laughs> on, you know, which is kind of cool. So um, yeah, go if you if you if you want to hear the live interview, go out and listen to the uh, the Mouse and More podcast, and and you can hear that interview. It was really really good. I mean, it just sounds. It looks and sounds amazing. What I've heard about the Millennium Falcon ride is that the ride is great. We sort of mentioned before. Like, this was the one tip I picked up about the Millennium Falcon ride. So you have there's six people in the cockpit. Okay. You have two pilots, two gunners, and then you have um, navigators in the in the back. And right. what I've heard, the navigators, if your pilot is is not great, the navigators have, you know, and he's like running into a lot of stuff, the navigators have more to do. <laughs> right? Like, oh, okay. You know, so the more stu- the more stuff like that you hit or if you get shot by TIE fighters or something like that, then then that's more stuff that the navigators have to do in the back, right? Like oh. different switches and that kind of thing to kind of like to repair the damage that's that they're taking. Right. Um, and I also heard that the right pilot, the person who's in the pilot seat. So like Han Solo. Yeah. He will, um, he, I forget which direction it is. I think they control the right and left. Like they control okay. steering the ship right and left. The co-pilot controls up and down. I got you. Okay. Right. Okay. And then the other thing that the co-pilot see, I, I almost want to be the co-pilot. Because the co-pilot is the one who reaches up and puts you into light speed. Oh, no. so the co-pilot <laughs> is the one who gets to pull back the throttle and, and, and make the jump into hyperspace. Oh, that would be pretty. That'd so be really that's, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, eh, I think I want to be the co-pilot. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> so anyway, so that, that was what I heard. But uh, otherwise, I heard that, that, that the ride's amazing. It's, it's really good. It's about six minutes long, I think I heard. Okay. Oh, that's a nice, that's a good ride then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I would, I'm curious. Uh, I know I, I enjoy star tours. I like it, but I know sometimes I, when I go ride star tours, I get a little, little motion sick. Like usually it's funny. Rides usually don't bother me, but star tours. I'm after I get off of that, I'm a little bit like, a little bit like, Oh, that, that whatever the, whatever that simulator thing is, it kind of makes me woozy. So I was a little bit worried about, uh, you know, the Falcon. I was like, Oh, I said, Oh, I'm like, I hope it doesn't make me feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> I, but six, six minutes, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> now I've heard that I heard somebody, and I, I don't know if I read it or if I heard it in a different podcast. Somebody said that the 
Millennium Falcon ride is smoother. So it's not not that it's not as many turns and ups and downs and that kind of thing, but that it's it's not as jerky as Star uh, Tours. Now, like okay. Star Tours can can be you know it's older technology can be sort of jerky. Yeah, yeah. But but this is more of a more of a smoother kind of kind of you're still getting jostled around but it's a smoother i know what you're saying yeah i uh, i did see uh online people were i guess like hypothesizing on how the ride works like behind the scenes and stuff like this guy was this one facebook group i was part of he like drew up he was like he's like i think there's like four turntables with like six pods on it it was it was a trip just trying to see these engines like i don't know if they're engineers in real life but yeah everybody's playing engineer like trying to figure how they were doing it behind the scenes you know it was making making me laugh because i was saying I had to be thinking the same thing though. I'm just like, man, that's a lot of people that got going through like at six at a time. How are they doing that? You know? Right, right, right. So, but that seems pretty, it seems really cool. And just, and some people have posted some videos from the cockpit. Um, and it looks, it looks fun. It looks really neat and everything like that. And, you know, it definitely looks uh, like a good time. Yeah. And I guess at the end of your ride, like, cause somehow like Hondo is kind of narrating the whole, the whole thing. Yes. And it's, at the end of your ride, like, I guess, um, Hondo, tells you whether you did well because you're on a mission you're supposed to like be stealing i think coaxium yeah right like from solo yeah and, um as a matter of so fact, I, I think you're i think what you're chasing a train i think is what you like one right. of the like from solo or something like that so yeah okay so yeah and so uh, at the end of it whether you succeed like honda will tell the, tell you whether you succeeded how much money you made oh. and, then they, and then they they take how much money you made from what you stole and um compare it to how much damage your ship took and then they tell you uh, <laughs> like that's what funny, profit right. is. Okay. And, uh, you know, so if you're really bad, you know, you know, if you're a really bad pilot, you know, um you, you make like, no money. <laughs> another guy online that I read today said that they got to ride it a few times and one of the times they rode they just uh ran into everything. Right. They tried <laughs> to be as as bad as they could be. And, uh, <laughs> and when they came out like all the when they came out of the cockpit, the, all the the lights along the hallway right. um, were red. <laughs> oh, know? right. So, you know, so it's kind of cool. Like depending on you know how how you do, you know, there's there's an impact. You know, right. Kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah, I did see somebody post a video of that where they were got like the hallway, like the right lights were like red and blinking, and like it looked like you know like battle damage. You're like, but like you know, yeah, I, uh, that that's funny. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, it's it's neat the steps they've taken to make it truly like interactive like that, you know, to make it like you know your 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 performance on the ride impacts. I mean, you know, I I think later on they're going to have an impact more in the park, uh, you know, as you do different things. But um, you know, just get off the ride and having like you know the hallway be like battle damaged or whatever, you know, based on your performance is pretty neat, you know. Yeah, and I think once the whole land, because keeping you know keeping in mind that. You know, there's only one of the rides are open right now, right? Right. Like, yeah. Existence isn't open yet, so I think when the whole land opens, you're going to start to see that they integrate <laughs> that story more into everything that goes on. Yeah. So it, it'll be cool to see. I think so. 
One of the neat things, uh, just I guess speaking of like the interactions and all that stuff, is I guess apparently, well, two things. One, it looks like there's like random encounters with the characters on the streets. Like I'm not sure if there's true meet and greets. You know, like a lot of other Disney places, there's like, right. oh, here's the here's the tent, and you kind of go and do that. Um, it seemed like the, some of the stuff I saw was like, you know, Chewbacca and like Ray would be like, you know, out and they'd be on a mission and they'd sort of like try to rope people into the mission or something like that. Um, there was a, a girl who's new to Galaxy. Edge. I want to say her name was Vi, V-I, I believe it is. And she had like, I think it was bluish purple hair and she was like a rebel spy and she was going around doing different things I saw some video of and again trying to you know get roping people in getting little kids to help her out like go spy on the first order and stuff like that and it very very immersive very interactive that way it looked it looked like it could be I mean like a lot of fun you know yeah and I think you're right I don't think there are going to be I'm going to go stand in line and meet Chewbacca I don't think you're going to have those kind of experiences because they want you to get the feel that you were in this world that you're yes you know, you've stepped into the the world of Star Wars, you know, and you yeah, you're your own character. I listened to a different podcast where they it was somebody that went, and um, what he said happened is that they were just out walking around, and they were out walking near the rebel part of the land. Okay. And there's and there was an X-wing there, and just sort of out of nowhere, Chewbacca comes out with like a big tool bag, oh. and he's and he's over there, and he starts working on the uh, on the X-wing. Ah, and, oh, that's um, cool. You know, and he's doing things, and the X-wing's like, and it was kind, of, and he said it was really neat because Chewbacca was like doing things to try to get the X-wing to start, and it would sort of start up, and then go down again and he got it he got it started and he and he kind of you know roared and was had his arms up in the air and then it like broke down again it like sparked <laughs> broke down again and and so, and and so i think those are the experiences you're going to kind of have you know yeah it's yeah. not going to be like oh you know i'm going to go at this time to meet this character it's just you're just going to run into them in the land which is kind of neat yeah and i i guess the, those type of encounters i'm not sure how disneyland works but you know disney world um you, you those encounters are still probably going to be based around um star tours like that whole area they have there that's still there right so like i imagine like where you know where the old star tours is and all that stuff you can probably still do your traditional meet and greets and all that stuff there right you know right. to get your pictures and all that but then when you go into um when you go to Batu, you know, when you get in there, that's a whole nother experience. And uh, yeah, I think it's neat. I think it's pretty, it's, it sounds like it's really going to be cool and really neat. Yeah. It really, really immersive. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I got a real kick out of just listening and seeing everything. I was, I was, uh, more surprised, more surprised than I thought I'd be, you know, when I was listening, when I was watching and, and seeing everything, I'm just like, man, this is really, really yeah. neat. You know, it, it's really going to be cool. And one, one of the, um, items that you're going to be able to purchase in galaxy's edge, is the droids right we i think yeah. we talked about this a whole bit the um it's like you, you build your own droid and the droids actually look really cool um yeah. i mean they're about what would you say like maybe a foot high are they that big or maybe a little I, less I, yeah i would say about a, maybe yeah like 12 inches like a foot yeah. high yeah so I, um, it, yeah and and you're going to be able to build your own droid and you put in like chips to it and stuff and what i uh what i found out this week is that that droid is going to be what I mean, I always sort of had, they'd always been saying this, that your droid is going to be able to interact with other droids and with things in the land. Like it right. might be able to like open doors and that kind of thing. You know, like they'll ha you'll have like a sealed door and there'll be a panel and you can bring, hold your droid up to it and your droid might be able to unlock it. Oh, cool. uh, like that kind of thing. But what I, what I learned this week is that 
the the uh, cast members at Galaxy's Edge walk around with like little data pads, which I guess are iPads that you know look Star Warsy, right? But you know, because you're whatever chip you put in your droid, the cast members are going to be able to know. All right, did you did you make your droid like a an imperial droid or a first order droid, or did you make it a, an alliance droid? And okay. then they'll and and then they'll be able to interact with the droid based on that on that oh, information. Oh, I see. Right. You know, so that that is really cool. You know, that is I mean, really neat. Yeah. You know, so I, I I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Like the, the droids are going to be the build your own droid is going to be about a hundred dollars. I think I, I read. Yeah. That yeah, I saw that. Do that. Yeah. And then the other big sort of ticket item is going to be the build your own lightsaber, which I think is actually an experience. It's not like you just go in and build your lightsaber, and and, and they're really, and people are raving about them. They're real heavy. Um, you yeah. they're actually metal. They're two hundred dollars for that experience. Right. That seems like I didn't watch a video. So the droid uh, one, I watched a, a a quick video, but the guy went through and he was like, you know, they kind of showed what the different stations, and it was an experience, but it was a it was a a process. I mean, not not in a bad way, but you just went in and you did this and you did this and you know. And at the end, they put the droid in like a socket type thing and kind of activated. And and so it was definitely an experience that way. But um, the lightsaber workshop seems to be much more like uh, uh, there's like a whole story. Like you're in a junk shop, but in the back room is they have these. You know, you go make your lightsaber back there, and there's different ones you can pick from because like some are made from like you know Sith artifacts, and some are made right. from. You know, Jedi stuff and, you know, but there's a whole, it's a whole, like an experience, you know, I think it, it's, it, it, there's a whole story to go along with it. Yeah. So I personally, like, I'm going to have to learn more about it. I personally, I'm more interested in the droid. Um, yeah. I, just because, I mean, well, one, because of the price, $200 is, is steep for a lightsaber, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm all about like buying, you know, like I like buying this kind of stuff but to me it's like well, i'm gonna buy it and it's gonna sit on a shelf somewhere so i just don't know that i want to spend 200 bucks on I something know. i'm just gonna put on my shelf but uh the droid appeals to me because it does something you know i mean it even yeah. it, even when you're not there i mean when you bring it home you can i think you can control it with your ipad and that kind of thing I, I yeah um, it might I, it might come with a remote control i on the, the yeah. one video the 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 cast member um she had what looked like a little remote control for it. So I'm not sure if, if that's part of it or if that was something she had on her end, you know, wasn't, we're not quite sure, but yeah, but right at the end of the day, it, it's a hundred bucks, but it's a hundred dollar toy that you can bring home and play with and do stuff with it around the house or, you know, just for fun right. versus 200 bucks with a lightsaber. You're like, well, I can go out and turn it on and swing it around a little bit, but it's not as, not as, yeah. you know, I don't know. But now if the, experience is really neat. Like if they really, it's, you know, really an immersive experience. And at the end of it, you build a lightsaber and you come out of it with that, then that might be worth it. You know what I mean? Like right, it might be right, like, okay, right. I, I just spent a good solid hour building this lightsaber and having this experience. Then that might be worth it, you know? Right. Right. So I'm going to have to learn more about that before we make that commitment. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? But it does sound, well, does sound really cool. Yeah. But apparently for both the droids and the lightsabers, there's like, you know, if this is my marketing background, but there's like upsell galore everywhere. So like the droids, like it's a hundred bucks for the droid, but then you can get a backpack 
and you can like the backpack has like a front flap on it so the droid can like look out of the backpack and that's like <laughs> and that's like 50 bucks of course, you know of course. and then there's like little like other accessories like uh you know like r2d2 a jetpack or the jet things in the one movie like you can get those and plug them in the side and they're not real jets but obviously right, but something right. like that or or there's some kind of arm you could plug into the head like the the drink serving thing or so there's other accessories to add on to them you know like that so it's cool but it's you know typically you're like oh okay yeah need your drink tray you know right, right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have the backpack yeah that's right, yeah. not disney if unless they're upselling you on something hey you know what and uh you know why they're there and you know why you're there and you're like i need a backpack <laughs> <laughs> right. i need the droid right. i need to carry the droid around in my back and it needs to peek out now one of the things i did hear is that uh they were asking people not to have the droids out and like actually rolling around because i think they were worried the people because they were going to like trip over them or, or you know something like that and same with the lightsabers they were asking people not like after they built them they were asking them not to have them out i guess in the actual area park area or whatever so um i know some people were a little upset by that they were saying that oh well in harry potter world you can wear your robes and you can run around with your wand or whatever whereas disney was saying like no can you keep that stuff you know don't do that basically right 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 yeah so i'm sure there there might have to be a workaround for that at some point you know because i know if you spend all that money you're, you you want to run around with your lightsaber you know you want to have your droids out yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so it'll be neat to see how they adapt and work around it because i know just uh for uh, one of the other things they have the cantina um, you know, and it's a cantina. You go in, you can get your drinks, and I guess you can get some food and stuff there. And it, it seems like a really neat experience in of itself. Um, but I guess the the in uh, the first day or whatever, the lines were really huge and really long, and people were having a hard time getting into it. And uh, on the fly, Disney adapted and they changed the the like you can. Uh, whereas like you would make a reservation for the droids or for the lightsabers, the cantina, I think you just had to get in line. Yeah. And, right. And it seemed like on the fly, they said, Oh no, here, we're going to take reservations for the cantina now too. And so by like the second day or whatever, all of a sudden then you just got like a fast pass for the cantina, like, Oh, come back at two o'clock. You can come in, you know? So it was neat to see, um, just to see how quickly Disney was able to adapt to you know to the to basically how things were running they're like oh no we need we have people this is popular we need to get people in and out of here type of thing so right, it was right. neat to, i thought that was pretty cool yeah they seem to have managed the crowds pretty well yeah so far. that and, was my uh, I, yeah i know that was my major concern i'm yeah. like no way you know, i'm not a big i'm i don't like crowds and i'm like nope not no thank you you know i'll wait but yeah. uh yeah after hearing the, the the it seems like they really figured it out it seems really you know I was, i'm impressed i'm really yeah, impressed it'll, it'll be interesting to see if disney world follows the same model you know um where it's like reservations to get in and you have this many hours in the land yeah, um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if disney world follows the same so yeah but everything i've seen so far uh, galaxy's edge looks amazing i can't wait to get there myself my wife and i are sort of into negotiations about maybe trying to get down there <laughs> into <laughs> disney world when it opens but we'll see oh okay right uh uh we'll see what happens there but yeah it looks it looks amazing i'm really really looking forward to going yeah. And I have to say, you know, I, I mean, I enjoy all that stuff, but I was very hesitant, like I said, with the crowds and all that. And, and after seeing everything, I'm like, I got to get there, you know, I like, I got to yeah. figure, I figure something out. I got to get down there, you know? Yeah. We, we have to, <laughs> we have to do this. I mean, we've been waiting for this our whole lives. <laughs> I, know. I, I, you just, I just saw pictures of people like standing in front of the Millennium Falcon and like, you know, they're all guys our age and, you know, yeah. like gray and stuff like that. And you just see them. They're just like, you know, teary eyed and like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
It's gotta happen. It just, it just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, you know, an entire generation of people just like little kids again. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that looks amazing. I can't wait yes. to get there. I'm sure we'll have more to report as things go on here about Galaxy's yeah. Edge. All right, so we've talked about Star Wars. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. We got our first, first of all, we got the name of the the Jean-Luc Picard show that's coming to to CBS All Access. And it's creatively enough called Star Trek Picard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is Uh, ironic because that's what everybody's been calling it. Right. I'm um, almost glad they went with that because if yeah. you know, be like if they named it something off the wall, you'd be like, "Wait, is that the Picard show?" So, <laughs> run with it, you know. That's why we're all tuning in. We want to see Picard, so go for right. it, you know. Yeah. But and but we also got the teaser trailer, which is like truly a teaser trailer. It doesn't really show you much of anything. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what are your feelings on were you interested in this? Are you going to you be getting a CBS All Access uh membership for this one? Discovery, I'm interested and in, I plan on seeing it eventually. With Picard, that I think I might try to get in, in like real, maybe real time, you know, because yeah. I know it's going to come out late this year, late 2019. So that might be something to get and and say, okay, I'd like to watch this in real time because, um, you know, for me and for you, probably you too, but for me, you know, Next Generation is sort of my Star Trek. You know, I go, yeah. I like, I like the original, the original, not as much the series, but the original movies. I remember really enjoying those and stuff like that. But Next Generation really clicked for me, especially um, as an older, you know, like we're getting out of high school and going into college. And like, that's one of the few things in that era that was sort of consistent where it was always there for me. Like, um, you know, that was a very busy time of life, but we all always, I don't know, always found time to watch next generation somehow. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. This, this looks really interesting. I mean, they've been dropping hints here, you know, they mentioned in the teaser trailer that, you know, Picard led a rescue mission 15 years ago or something like that. It seems clear that the rescue mission he leads is to Romulus to try to um, help the people of Romulus before the supernova that you know that we see oh. that wipes it out. Um, I, 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 for- I, I don't know, but that's my guess. Well, yeah. that would make. Yeah, well, wait, does that that lines up with a the timeline then? It, it does. Okay. Because this is what's in, what's interesting, and I didn't realize this, and I was reading an, an article about it. I, I I sort of knew it, but it didn't like click until I read the article. So what Star Trek Picard is going to do is th- the last thing we've seen in the timeline of Star Trek, like the 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 latest date, okay, the latest event that we know of in the in the timeline of Star Trek is the supernova that we saw in the Star Trek. 2009 reboot because okay. the supernova takes place in the prime timeline right and it wipes out because that's what spock is spock leaves to try to create the black hole that will swallow the supernova that will save romulus but he fails right okay so that's the latest thing we see on the timeline is that the romulus gets wiped out okay okay so what's interesting is that this star trek picard is now going to take place after that. So this is going to be, yes, this is okay. really the future now, right? We're going yes. to see what happens after, after um, Romulus is destroyed. And, okay. and, and the time they said 15 years that would line up with when Romulus goes supernova. So it okay. seems that Admiral Picard was leading a rescue mission that failed. I'm guessing it fails. Right. And that's probably why, because they talk in the trailer about how, 
something goes wrong and he loses his his faith in Starfleet and leaves Starfleet and everything. You know, so uh, it's I, I think that's what's, where it's going. And we do know and we sort of know they've they've already said that this a lot of this show is going to center around the destruction of Romulus and how how that affects the Federation. Okay. Yeah. I, it's funny because I think we even talked about that, but I forgot, I totally blanked and forgot about that. Um, it isn't your, it will be interesting to see how that lines up just from an overall time, uh, overall prime timeline, you know, to see how that is. And then, um, you know, just in the trailer itself, it's like there's all these shots of of his vineyard, and you know, the one point they show the wine bottles that has Picard, you know, says something something Picard on it, so yeah. it's his fa- the family winery and all that. Um, yeah, and the voiceover comes in, and they said uh, it's something like you know, 15 years rescue mission, basically. That you know, why did you what did it say? Why did you leave Starfleet? Where, it's at, why, at, uh, yeah, it's it says what made you lose your. I it's I forget exactly what the wording is, but it's, I just watched it's, it too. Yeah, I know. I just uh, watched it before the show. Yeah, but like, yeah. Why did you leave Starfleet? You know, did you lose your faith or something like that? And right, and that kind of thing. So, so, um, uh, so basically, they they've uh, taken Picard then, and for just a story wise, obviously they've torn him down. You know, he's he's not you know the the admiral that he once was, and you know he's he's obviously just back to earth and just running his vineyard and. You know he's done, and so yeah. obviously we're, we're going to pick up with him there and sort of see. I, I imagine see him sort of rebuild himself and and sort of something like that. You know. Yeah, and and we do, and I think it is confirmed. It is de- it is definitely confirmed that um, oh. Brent Spiner is going to yeah. be in the show. Oh, he's okay. going to be date. Well, he's not. He's not. I guess he's not Data because Data was destroyed in Nemesis. But um, you know, he he's the clone that he gave his memories to so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out too i have to go watch that again because at the very end does a new data show up or do they just have the chip at the very end they find at the beginning of the movie they find like another data it oh. was like a prototype that dr nunian sung had uh was was data's creator he created three Oh right! Right yeah. there was so the, like we always knew about Lore, who was oh, I forgot created about right, right. Yeah, he was yeah. created right before Data, and he was like the evil Data. Right, I remember that. Right. And then in Nemesis, we find out that he also created this like pro this whatever the prototype was before Lore. And when they find him, he's real like childlike, like very basic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But before Data goes and like sacrifices himself, he kind of gives his memories and everything to him. So, yes. um, okay. So he essentially becomes data, even though data gets destroyed. Right. Right. Okay. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but yeah. So, so he, Brent Spiner is going to be in it. He's going to be, That's, is he going to be like a regular cast member or is I he don't just, know. That, yeah, okay. That, that, we don't know that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That, yeah, I get it, right. It, that's really neat. I'd like to see that, uh, even if it's just for an episode. I mean, you know, but I, it'd be neat to catch up. All these characters would be fun to catch up with them. But you know, I mean, obviously Picard's the main guy, but you know, some of these guys, some of these characters that you really like, they, they always really liked him. You know, just to see catch up with them and see where they are now would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I'm really looking forward to the show because something else I read was, you know, ironically. You know, Star Trek's always been about the future. Even even the original series was always right. about the future, right? Yeah. You know, and um, and ironically, everything we've seen since 
Star Trek Nemesis has been about the past, right? Like, yeah, right. The, the reboots were rebooting the, the James old, T. The Kirk, right? Yeah, and, and then Star Trek Discovery takes place even before that, right? You know? So, like, now we're getting back to the future, which is it kind of exciting, you know? Yeah, it really is, right? And and you know, we we've said this before with about Star Wars, but now with Star Trek, it's like, you know, let's push forward, let's let's do new stories, let's see new things. Yeah. And uh, okay, yeah. You know, so Picard will be our vessel, so to speak. Of you know, we'll push forward with Picard, but let's you know, let's see what's new, let's see what's out there. Hey, who, who says that? Doesn't somebody say that at the end of one of the movies? They're like, let's yeah. see what's out there, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so if they can do something like that, where you know, just get that sense of adventure back, and um, you know, right, just you know, that whole discovery and just you know, move forward. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So I will be. Uh, so I'm going to as soon as I'm done discovery, I'm going to cancel CBS All Access. So as soon as <laughs> right. this show shows up, I'm going to <laughs> sign back up and watch that. <laughs> so. Uh, so I guess the final thing we had tonight was that we both saw Aladdin. So. Um... Yeah, I try to stay positive. I I I feel like a Debbie Downer between Game of Thrones now and uh, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, it was perfectly fine. You know, it was a, a, a enjoyable movie. We took the kids; they liked it. They were singing the songs. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. seemed to enjoy it. Um, you know, and I'm sure the kids. It, it probably did exactly what Disney wanted it to do. It got you know my kids aren't little little, but it got them introduced to it and it made it current and made it updated, so it, it was relevant to them. And and as of right now, um, you know, for me, I'm watching it. I'm like, is this really necessary? <laughs> you know, like yeah. you feel bad, but it. It was a little bit of a miss for me. It was funny. My biggest thing is um, I was worried about Will Smith as the genie and all that stuff. And I, when it first came out, I'm like, okay, that like when when he was his first came on the screen, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what this is all about. And he was fine, and it wasn't that big of a deal. But what I have to say is, at the very, very uh, spoilers, but at the very, very end of the movie, like in the credits, at the very end of the credits. Um, they do this like big dance number and they're right. singing and, uh, at the very end, Will Smith, almost as Will Smith, he's still the genie, but as Will Smith is like, he, he's like, you ain't never had a friend like me. And I was like, well, where was that guy for the whole movie? Yeah. Like, I felt like he was like, very. I almost felt like he was stifled throughout the movie. And I, you know, going into it, I could understand why he would be that way. Cause they were probably so worried about trampling Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. were so worried about that. But by the end of it, I'm like, you know what? I almost wish they had taken this and just ran with, with Will Smith as the genie. Right. Right. Like let, let him go do his thing. You're totally. Yeah. Cool yeah. Yeah. I didn't, it's like you're saying, I didn't dislike the movie. Right. Uh, I didn't love it. I'll say, I'll say this. I like, I, I know what you're saying when you say like, I don't know that it was necessary. It's truly just a retelling with very few alterations of the, the animated movie. Really? Yes. I mean, there's yeah. very little, I mean, the characters are different. The, you know, obviously the, the genie's different, but like, I mean, the story, like there's very little divergence between this movie and the animated movie, right? Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a very, I mean, there's almost nothing that's really, really different in this movie. Yeah. I mean, the only um, thing they updated was um, songs, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. And they updated, uh, so like Jasmine isn't just like a, a princess right. princess, you know, they sort of like updated her where she's like, instead of just being a princess, uh, or, you know, the traditional damsel in distress or whatever, you know, they make it where it's like, she's actually considering becoming the Sultan and becoming the ruler. And, yeah. you know, so they, they modernized it a little bit that way, which was 
nice for the girl, you know. For, yeah, for... yeah. I felt like that was probably the strongest part of the movie, like how they dealt with Jasmine. Because yeah. really, almost when you when you look back at it, it's like it's really more like Aladdin is really not the central figure. I feel like in this movie, you know, he's he's almost like he's not the most interesting character in the film. Let's put it that way, right? Right. Like, right. Yes. I, I'm much more like I'm almost more interested in the genie story i'm more interested in jasmine's story um you know like like aladdin's almost like uh kind of in the background almost like he kind of like his thunder sort of gets stolen by the other two you know yeah 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 whereas yeah in the the original the cartoon i mean the genie's a genie and he's always going to capture your attention and everything but aladdin I, i felt like he was a stronger uh, a stronger character, you know, like you, you were yeah. more interested in him, but then I guess, uh, on the flip side, Jasmine in the original was very much just like kind of a princess, you know what I mean? Like you really didn't right. think much about her. Whereas this one, you know, they elevated her some more, but I guess, you know, and I guess, uh, uh, yeah, at the cost of Aladdin a little bit, maybe, but yeah. Uh, and like her story's different in the end, because in the end she does become the Sultan. Right, which doesn't then, happen it, in the in the animated yeah. movie, you know. So that's that that was a big difference. I just felt like for the most part, the story was basically the same. You know, like they yeah. really didn't they didn't do a whole lot to change it. No, um, yeah. I don't know if that's a and, bad thing or a good thing. It's just yeah. a thing, you I know. Mean, right. It's like you know, like I said, it's like well, they they wanted to take the animated and they wanted a, a live action, and that's what they did. And so it's like if that's what they set out to do. That's what they did, you know, like, whereas yeah. you know, after seeing it, like, you know, like I said, going into it, I was very concerned about the genie and, you know, and, you know, I really enjoyed Robin Williams. And so I was very concerned about Will Smith and all that stuff. But after seeing it, I'm sort of like, I, I actually came out the total opposite where I'm like, man, I really wish they just let Will Smith cut loose. Yeah. You know, and like, even for some of the songs, like, I mean, you know, not for anything, but Will Smith isn't a singer he's he's a rapper he's a right you know and and so i thought you know i didn't watch on purpose like before i seeing it i didn't watch any of the video they released of him singing or anything you know they released some promotional stuff um and so i was wondering in my back of my head i'm like oh i wonder if he's gonna be like you know rapping and you know like will smith version of rapping you know what i mean but i right. wonder if he was gonna be doing that as the genie and uh, like I say, uh, he didn't. And then afterwards, I'm kind of like, well, I kind of wish he did. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, wish I let him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was fine. I, it, I think yeah. I prefer the animated yeah, yes. version. I'll say that. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was fine. I just, yeah. didn't, I mean, it, it, it just seemed kind of safe almost. I think that's a fair. Exactly the right it was, word. It was very safe. You know, very, like it's very, just very class uh, sort of adaptation of the animated. Yeah. Um, a, a perfectly serviceable movie. You know what I mean? Like it's just very much like, yep, here it is. Yeah. I know, and I have to say now between now, I never did actually get to see Dumbo, um, but I didn't hear nice things about that. So between you know Dumbo and now Aladdin, I mean, I'm actually really looking forward to Lion King, but I'm beginning to wonder the same thing. I'm like, is it going to be any different, or is it just literally going to be the same thing with you know some really cool graphics or anim- you know with photorealistic animation? I guess we'll yeah. call it. You know? That's, I'm I'm sort of wondering the same thing, like because I and I'm looking forward to to Lion King too. Because um, yeah. I would say Aladdin and Lion King are two of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Uh, animated movies. Uh, so I was really looking forward to Lion King, but I, I'm thinking the same thing now. Is it going to be kind of be the same? Like, is it just going to be a, 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 an exact retelling of what we've already seen, just live action? You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Sort of knowing John Favreau's work, I don't know that he'll be content to just retell exactly the story without any kind of change, but I don't know. You'd hope he would find ways to, to add some flourishes at the very right. least here and there to make it its own while honoring and um, updating the original, but also, you know make it its own type of thing, you know? So we'll uh, see. Yeah. As a quick aside, there was apparently an interview with John Favreau. There's an argument over what to call this new movie. Cause it's like, is this live action? Is it animated? Uh, what is it? But the actual quote from him is they're like, what should we call this? And he's like, I don't know. You know, he's like, it's really something to talk and think about. He goes, because it's not a, traditional animated movie like you know at, when you say animated that there's certain connotations that come with animated he goes right. but it's not it's not live action there's no there are no people in this movie so, <laughs> right yeah right. and so he was just saying that you know the the, the headline was very clickbaity you know what i mean yeah. it was just trying to it was trying to get a reaction out of you whereas yeah he gave a very thoughtful answer he's like i don't know what to call it you know <laughs> so i thought that was really good actually i right. I, I, like, I i enjoyed his answer you know yeah, because like I mean, Aladdin, you say, say what you will. It was like those scenes where he's like the genie, genieized. Um, right. Yeah, he's yeah. Our, our CG, but for the most part, those are all live action. You know, those are live yeah. actors. You know. I'm curious with Lion King. I don't even know if they did the whole. I mean, the whole facial recognition that you know, like you always see the characters now with the dot or the actors and yeah. actresses. They have the dots and and they read their facial expressions. But when you're transferring it to an animal. Uh, you know, a realistic animal. I'm not sure if they even use that stuff anymore. You know, like it may truly be to just, you know, totally animated. Animated. It's not like there's even a motion capture thing going on there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see how they, how they do it. Yeah. And yeah. That's coming in. Yeah. So that's coming July 19th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll wait and see, but I, right. I would say Aladdin, if you like the animated movie, you'll probably like this. Because there's really not, you know, I, I mean, there's different, you know, like like the characters have different motivations and things like that. But for the most part, the story is pretty much the same. But my, uh, even the kids, uh, the, apparently at the very end, um, Jafar in the cartoon turns into a big snake and he doesn't do it at the end of this. And even my kids were like, he didn't turn into a big snake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no, he didn't. You know, I was, I was a little disappointed myself. <laughs> well, my, my wife and daughter loved it. Now, I mean, right, they, yeah, they uh, loved it, and and Katie has been singing songs from the movie and listening to them, and uh, like she so. loves it. So yeah, so I I don't think you and I are the target audience for this movie. No, right, <laughs> so. not at all. And right, perfect. A little girl saw it, loved it, right. singing the songs, and at the end of the day, right, that's who it's for, as it should be. So I guess at the end of the day, it did its job. You know what I mean? It, enter it entertained the little girl and made her happy. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's all that matters. And, and apparently, it did really well. Oh yeah, it did well um, at the box they're, they're office. Saying, yeah. like, it actually did better than everybody was expecting it to do. So oh really? Okay, that's good. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh yeah, good, good then. Disney hey. is happy. No, well, that's good. I guess we'll see. Uh, start seeing more then. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, yeah. They're running out of stuff to remake or you know, to, to modernize. Yeah, yeah, right. They'll, they'll have to go deep into the catalog. I did hear somebody say, they're like, I wonder if Disney are doing a, a shared universe now that the Aladdin's is successful or something like that. You know? <laughs> that <laughs> might be a step too far. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> yeah. All right. So that's our, our Aladdin review for yeah. the evening. Um, I think we're sort of okay with it. 
Yeah. It was fine. (laughs) 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 With that ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah, Uh, right. We're going to wrap up the show for tonight. We thank you all for listening. Uh, If you enjoy the show, we ask you to go out and leave us a review on iTunes. All those reviews help us out, help us get views, and then more people get to listen to us, which I think is our goal, right? Yes, of course, right. (laughs) But you can also follow us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Geek Hangout Pod. Uh And we'd love to hear from everybody out there and, like, interact with everybody. It would be great. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram account. Please leave us your comments. uh, You know, leave us your thoughts. Anything you guys do. We'd love to interact with you. But, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening to us tonight. We will talk to you next time. And see you then. Good night, everybody. Good night.